Thank you for joining me tonight in this live multicast. My name is Dr. Carmen. I'm a licensed doctor of psychology in the state of Florida. And we are talking on a topic, how to talk so men will listen. So this topic was inspired by the Tom Ford Barbershop Room on Clubhouse, uh, where they were talking about how to best support their women on tough topics. You know, we've had some tough topics come out today. And what the men were saying is that they would love to support their women and listen to them. As you're hopping on, say hello so I know you're out there. If you're watching me on Facebook or YouTube, um, please put your name in the comments and give uh, live, I'm sorry, and gives over, oh boy. Let me, let me get a little bit more ketones. Thank you for the love, y'all. I appreciate the support. I did um, prepare for this. I've got some notes for y'all. I got 10 tips for communication for y'all. But as I was saying, if you're joining me on other media, please be sure to give. Um, I still can't. I can't think of it. Please be sure to give um, permission to them to show your comments. I will be answering your comments in live on StreamYard. So facebook.com backslash StreamYard. I appreciate you. Hello, it's Coco Bish. I love you. Thank you for hopping on. Hey, Janet. So as I was saying, if you ever have a chance to tune in to the Tom Ford Room at lunchtime on Fridays, you really should listen in. They cover a lot of topics. You get to get the barbershop inside scoop and women are invited, not just men. Um, and it is broadcast on YouTube as well. So check them out, YouTube Clubhouse and Facebook. So um, what the men were saying and what I was hearing is they would love to support their ladies, but they feel like they are in a no-win situation um, because they are more direct, cut to the chase, problem solution, and it's done. And they feel like we women are so many multi-levels to our conversation. They never know what they're supposed to respond to. Then they said, we feel like if we say to them, are you venting or do you need help finding a solution? We're going to get bashed for that. I don't know if there are any men out there or more masculine energy females out there in same-sex relationships, even same-sex relationships where there is a more masculine or feminine energy partner. This still applies. I see both partners. I don't do couples, but I see people who are in relationships where one is more feminine energy and one is more masculine energy. So it still applies to you. You're all invited to play along and comment in the comment section. I'm going to get better about inviting you up. Um, that'll be my next hat trick, inviting you up for the experience. But I promise you, if I don't get to answer you live, I will definitely answer you um, in the comments on these specific platforms. The last directive, and I'm going to repeat this again, is that I would like, I'm asking for you guys to subscribe to me on YouTube, on iTunes podcast, on Anchor FM, and Spotify. 
because I'm trying to build my subscriber list. If you want more things like this, you already know I do the lifestyle thing too. So a healthier, happier, better life. So that is what you'll get on that channel. And all subscribers will also get a monthly newsletter with tips and tricks for living. All right. So that's that. Please share out and subscribe and give me some thumbs up on some of these platforms. So without further ado, um, my pronouns, thank you for asking, are she, her. Um, those are my pronouns. Um, like I said, I serve a diverse community, even though the primary focus of my practice is not couples. It always comes up because I help people be in better relationship with themselves and their partners, whether that is same sex or opposite sex partnerships, um, as well as being able to better relate to themselves, know themselves, love themselves, express themselves. So that's a little bit about me and what I do in private practice. So I promised you 10 tips for communication. Basically, these go for any relationship, but it's very, very important that you focus on specific behaviors rather than the person. You can't say, you know, I hate you because you never pick up your shoes or I can't stand you because you're so messy. You know, focus on the behavior that you want to change. If that is the topic of the conversation, if that is the focus of the complaint, you know, you're not here, you're on socials too much or you're gaming too much. You know, it bothers me that you spend so much time on your game and you're not spending time with me. We have very little time together and you're gaming all the time or you're up all night gaming and you never come to bed with me. That is focusing on the behavior instead of the person. So address the other person's behavior in words. Are you following me? You're getting what I'm putting down. Um, so you say it hurts my feelings when you don't listen to me instead of why do you have to be so rude? all the time and ignore me. Uh, when you attack the other person, they become defensive. So when people become defensive, what happens? I'm not listening. I'm not listening. I'm jumping in to say, but, but I ain't do that. I, I'm not like that. It's not me. I'm not it. I'm not listening for the solution. I'm not joining you in figuring out how to make it better. It's just not going to happen. So if you're interested in changing the other person's behavior, you can't change who they are unless you focus on the behavior and come at them with a soft startup, a warm startup, instead of a cold, harsh startup. Like, again, you're lazy, you're stupid, you're, you know, you're impatient, you're mean, uh, you know, those kinds of petty things. You never listen to me. You don't want to do anything I want to do. Let's get into the specific behaviors. I ask you to set up a date night for, the, for us. And here we are on date night and we still have nothing to do. That's a problem. I put a lot of thought into our date night when it was my turn. So those are the kinds of things. And I know it sounds, I don't know, trivial to some of you. It may sound trivial, but those are the kinds of things that tend to come up. You know, I worked my butt off planning. We were going to do this and this and this. 
And then when it comes to the date night, he just goes out and buys fried chicken and calls it a date night. He didn't try to find my favorite flowers. He didn't pay attention to my favorite restaurant. I was cueing him to some things I like to do and none of that was happening. Tip number two, find the right time. So if your partner comes home from work and slams the door, it might not be the right time to have this discussion or just to share your displeasure that he left dirty dishes in the sink last night or that he didn't put the garbage out last night um, or that he didn't mow the lawn last weekend. Pick a time when everybody is calm and there are few distractions. It is not a good time to have a conversation when your man is in front of the football game or the basketball game or the baseball game. It is not a good time to pick to have a intense, um, difficult, hard discussion when they are sitting in front of the gaming station and playing a video game and you know live playing with a bunch of people. That is not a good time. Same thing with you same sex partnerships with the more masculine energy. It's just no bueno. If you're gonna to try to hit your same sex partner up in the middle of one of their activities or when they are you know, totally ticked off over something that happened at work um, or I'm gonna throw this other thing out here. When people are not sober, that is not the right time to have a discussion. When people are not sober, you're not gonna get one, good participation, two, good problem solving, and three, resolve resolution to your issues. Because a lot of females complain, I feel like nothing got resolved, nothing got done. I feel still feel like he left me hanging. I didn't get a solution, I didn't get an answer to what was going on. So that is not a good time. Number three, and I get this one a lot as well, be clear and assertive. It's unfair and unproductive to expect others to read your mind. Let me say that again. It is unfair and unproductive to expect others to read your mind. All right, ladies and men, there are no mind readers here. We can't even predict the weather accurately, let alone read each other's minds. Well, he should know by now that um, when I come home, I want him to fix my bubble bath. He, she should know by now that she should offer to cook sometimes. Um, she should know by now that, you know, I have my special favorite drink. And if I run out, she can make sure that I still had it in the fridge. That, that's not going to work. If you notice something and you have a need, you need to be clear and concise and assertive. He should know that I'm lonely or that I want to have sex. And guys, this is not going to be a child-friendly conversation, but these are some of the things that come up when we are trying to communicate. So be clear, be concise, be assertive, be bold enough to be open. OMG. I know it's hard to put yourself out there. Even if you've been in a relationship for over a year, two years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, it can be hard to put yourself out there. You know, if you're having certain problems in the bedroom, to say, I'm having problems because 
I gained weight. I don't feel comfortable with myself. I'm having problems because um, I'm stressed out. So, you know, the eggplant is just staying flat because I'm stressed, stressed out. You know, it's hard to be open and vulnerable. I just give those because those are the like the real sticking points sometimes for a lot of people. Um, be bold, be open. Your happiness is as much your responsibility as it is anyone else's. So let your partner know how they can fulfill your needs. If something is bothering you, share it. So ladies, okay, let's go back to the ladies. It is not helpful to say, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm fine. And you're really expecting him to figure out why you're not fine because you know you're not fine. You know you are ticked off to the nth degree, but you're not telling him what he did to make you feel ticked off. That's not going to work. That is not good communication. That is not going to get you what you want. So you can't just say, I'm fine. I'm good. I don't have a problem. Yeah, I'm good. No, tell people what you need. Tell people what you need. I'm going crazy because I got the kids home again and I'm trying to still trying to work from home. I am losing my mind because I don't have any adult conversation. Can you help a sister out? That's clear. That's concise. That gives your man somewhere to go to fix your problem or to help you fix your problem. Um, related to that sidebar, sidebar is you're not supposed to be looking to your partner to fix everything for you. Okay, the word is partner for a reason. You will fix it together if you're communicating effectively. Thank you. Got my moxie lashes on, babe. Bougie lashes. Anyway, so you can't expect your partner to be all things to you and fix everything for you. You've got to have some things going on for yourself. You've got to be willing to provide some solutions for yourself and go through possible solutions for whatever issue that you are having together or independently. You cannot make your partner the end all be all 24 7, 365. <sighs> all right, I'm sorry, just had to get that sidebar out there. Um, let your partner know how they can fulfill your needs. And if something is bothering you, share that information. So they have a saying going around, you know, close mouths, don't get fed. Close mouths, don't get fed. That also means that if you are withholding information, you will not get any help with finding the solution. What's up, Facebook user? It's not telling me who you are, but thank you for joining. Again, you can feel free to put your questions in the comments. If you're on Facebook, you can run it back after, um, hey, Betty, after we finish the broadcast, but we're getting some communication tips. We are on about to go to tip number four, and you can join the conversation about what barriers you've been having and getting your man to listen when you talk and getting solutions when you guys have discussions. So number four is be willing to compromise. So this is also a big one because you may go into it or he may go into it where it's like, it's all about the win, man. 
I'm going to win. I'm going to win this discussion. It's going to go my way, and I don't care what it costs. I'm going to be the winner. That is not how to communicate. That is not how to get somebody to help you with your problem in your relationship. It is not the way to get a solution for whatever issues you're having in your relationship. You need to compromise. Come at it where you both win. I want to win, win. A win, win means that you're going to have better communication. You're going to feel more fulfilled. He's going to feel more effective. And it's all going to be good and gravy, baby. So go for the compromise that you both give something up to get the win. Not that one person or the other has to give up things to get the win. Um, you might realize that you're being unreasonable. So guys, if you're just brooding and not telling people what's going on and not saying what is bothering you, but then you're taking it out on your partner in other ways, that is not a compromise. That is not gonna work, no bueno. Tip number five, consider the other person's point of view. Put yourself in their shoes. Remember, this is the person you love. This is the person that you want to, you know, be with to the end of time, you know? It's the person you cherish. It's not the enemy, not the enemy. Remember that, remember how it might feel from their side of things or what might be going into their emotions, their decisions and so on. So try to be empathetic, you know, try to feel the feels if you were in their shoes. Um, talk a walk in the, take a walk in the other person's shoes you might realize that you're being unreasonable. Tip number six, create a safe environment. This is also another big one of all the big ones that we've had. Um, I've worked with many people, have to bring the spouse in, even though it's not couples counseling, but you do need to get to talk to get the other perspective and say, do you feel safe in saying things? It could be things about what's happening with your budget. It could be things about what's happening in your bedroom. Do you feel safe bringing these things up? Uh, one couple, it was a financial issue because somebody had a secret spending problem and it was heavily in debt. Um, do you feel safe bringing up this issue with your partner? And then we talked to the other partner that happened to be the female, you know, what happens if they bring up these issues. How can you make it safe for them to discuss it and you find a solution together? Thank you, Betty. I appreciate your support, hon. Don't forget to share me out and subscribe to my YouTube channel and my podcast, Spotify and Anchor FM. So if you are following me on TikTok, it's in my link in the bios. It's also in the link tree on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. So tip number six, make it a safe environment. Be receptive to the concerns of your partner. When you react poorly, your partner will be less likely to communicate the next time. So create an environment that permits sharing without punishment. Be grateful when your partner is willing to speak up. So other issues that come up could be 
disagreements about child rearing and discipline or disagreements about cooking. That's another one that comes up a lot. You know, maybe in the beginning of your marriage, you were the one that was cooking because you were the stay at home mom. And maybe now things have changed because you're both working and doing pickups and drop offs for the kids and all the things. And you don't want to be the only one doing the cooking and cleaning. You want your partner to take turns with you. So how can you bring that up in a way that's not going to shut the other person down? This is what we talk about making it a safe environment with no punishment, not being punitive, not waiting to come back with the clap back, all of that things. Um, so number seven, after you speak, listen. You have to give some time to pause. And I want to say what will help you slow that down so you take time to really hear what the other person is saying is you take a moment to repeat back the last few things or summarize the last few sentences your partner has said when they get to a good stop, stopping point. So Dr. Carmen, you said you get upset because, you know, Michael expects you to do all the cooking all the time. Yeah, because I'm tired when I come home from work. I don't want to feel like thinking about what to eat. I don't want to do that. And, you know, he's like, I've been working hard all day. I expect, you know, I, I'm from the Midwest. I want uh, meat potatoes on the stove, you know, hot and ready when I come in. I'm like, ain't no way, ain't no way that's going to happen. Not going down. So it's things like that to be sure that you are listening as much as you are talking. You probably should be listening more than you're talking so that you can come up with some solutions with your partner. Um, so summarize what they said, make it short and sweet. And ladies, on that note, sidebar, sidebar ladies, on that note, please do not give a whole monologue. We are not at Hamilton. You are not on stage. Guys only have about 10, 20 minutes of listening time. So you got to get to the point. Get to the point. Why are we here? What do we want to talk about? What do you want help with? Okay? Don't go over the bridge and through the woods and around the corner and back and over and down again on the conversation. Get to the point and your husband will be connected and engaged longer and better. If you get to the point, give them the Reader's Digest, Cliff Notes version of what had happened, what is stressing you out, what is upsetting you, what you need help with, you know, straight up, you know, I want to be able to have some girl time because I'm going crazy with only having to deal with the kids and work, the kids and work, the kids and work. I feel like I don't have any fun. How can I get one night a week for some girl time, for some adulting? away from parenting. Can you help me out with that? Do you see how that works? Quick and to the point. Now we can get to the solution, right? Right. Number eight, avoid giving in just to keep the peace. Now this is a ladies kind of thing, usually, unless you are a male partner with the more feminine energy. Um, usually this is a ladies thing. They shut down. They feel like they've been saying the same thing 10 million times all throughout the week, all throughout the conversation. 
and nothing's changed or you're not indicating that you're getting what they've been saying to you because we like to do repetition. I don't know if you men knew that, but we do do repetition. And I know some of you really, really need that repetition. But if you are not responding to constant questions, re repeated um, requests to do X, Y, Z or to do it differently and things like that, we're going to get very frustrated. We're going to get very ticked off. We're going to feel like it's not worth the effort. I'll just do it myself. I'm in it by myself. So I might as well do what I want. And you know, that just usually leads to bad places, more disagreements, more disconnect, and less of engagement and peace and problem solving. So avoid just giving in to keep the peace. While that solution may work in the short term, um, your feelings are likely to change. The issue will still be there. It doesn't get you to the resolution. So we have to figure out how to get to the resolution, how to, again, keep it short and sweet, direct and to the point. This is the thing. This is what I want to solve. How can you help me do this? Or this is the problem I'm having, or this is the issue that keeps coming up and it's making me very angry. It's making me feel like I'm in this by myself whatever it is ladies but get to the point and then let's hear from you what possible things can be done to fix whatever it is um so your happiness is at stake avoiding conflict will only make you feel better today um your grief will only return in the future and with interest so avoiding the conflict shutting down, withholding, shutting up to keep the peace, mainly makes you stew more and makes the problem seem bigger and bigger and bigger and your feelings get intensified if you don't get some re resolution and stick with it. You may have to table it until tomorrow because you're getting nowhere and it's been an hour of discussing whatever it is, um, but come back to it, be committed, together to come back to it, you know, maybe think independently for a little bit and come back with what solutions you came up with independently, since you now know what the problem is, men. We come back together tomorrow at eight o'clock and figure whatever it is out. So number nine, let go of the past. Everyone makes mistakes. Harping on the past only stirs up old wounds, especially if we already got some resolution for those past issues. So if in the past somebody was coming in late and not noticing how hard you worked or offering to help you clean up after you've been, you know, slaving in the kitchen, getting the kids ready for bed, et cetera, et cetera, but you address that, you know, you already addressed it. Hey, Toria, you already came at a solution and that person improved the behaviors, the, the, frequency of you know just flopping down on the couch and not offering to give you a hand with getting the kids to bed or getting the bath time done that has stopped or it's much much lower and 80 percent of the time they are doing the damn thing that you were mad at them about three months ago four months ago six months a year ago let it go let it go do not bring that stuff into the present okay 
It's done. It's over. We discussed it. We worked through it. Don't go back and get the past, okay? We got enough to do right here, right now. So keep your attention on today and the future. You've already had the conversation 100 times. Next time we'll have the same result. And finally, number 10, avoid assumptions. There's a reason that they say making an assumption makes an ASS out of you, right? Okay, and again, just like with mind reading, none of us knows what the other is thinking. Oftentimes when we make assumptions, they are faulty. They're not based on actual facts. Do you have actual facts that your husband doesn't want you anymore? Do you have actual facts that your husband doesn't want to participate in this family anymore? Do you have actual facts that your husband is spending money indiscriminately and driving your budget up and putting you in the hole. If you got those facts, then we really need to come to have a come to Jesus talk and talk about some debt counseling, gambling counseling, um, some stop measures on the budget in the account where we each agree we got X amount of free money to play with, but the rest of the money goes to the bills and to I don't know if you have savings for a house, if you have savings for the kids' education, you know, we're going to agree. We're going to come down to it about what we are going to put our money to and make our money work for us. We're not going to let this thing keep going and going, especially if it's a addictions issue. We are going to agree that we have to do something about it. Somebody has to get some treatment. Somebody has to go through some 12 steps. Somebody has to work a program so we can stop whatever it is that's going on. And that's just one example. If you guys have others, feel free to share. Um, but avoiding making assumptions um, because they result in poor communication. You don't get clarity. You don't get solutions. Um, you need to ensure that you understand the situation before proceeding. Again, this is another place where summarizing what's been said or what you heard, you know, I heard you say, blah, blah, blah. I heard you say that you're really feeling concerned about our money situation. I heard you say that because money was tight for you when you were younger, um, it really means a lot to you to have a lot of savings in the account and you feel like we don't have enough or we're not putting enough money away. That's clear and concise. That's not making assumptions. And that invites Honey to come in and say, yeah, man, that's it exactly. I get really nervous when my bank account is, you know, goes down to a certain amount. I, I just can't stand it. I feel like the bottom's about to drop out. And then when you go out and buy XYZ on Prime Day, I really start to get nervous because that wasn't what we planned to do. That wasn't in a budget. We didn't really need a 72 inch TV right now. You know, we got a mortgage to pay. We got kids to, you know, save for, et cetera. So if that was making sense to you, can I get some raised hands, some high fives in the comments? Let me know if that makes sense. So communication, whether it's, you know, between family members, if it's spouses, partners, same sex, opposite sex, 
regardless, these 10 things go a long way. But the big takeaway is again, for women, you need to be clear, concise. You need to know and be clear on what you want help with, what your problem is, what your issue is. You can't be hemming and hawing about feeling lonely without being specific about what behaviors make you feel lonely or what behaviors make you feel like you're more engaged with your spouse. What behaviors make you feel more loved? You know, what's missing? And what are you trying to get more of? You can't help your man figure it out if you are being ambiguous and vague and all the things. They're not going to listen. You can't get your men to listen if you're doing the monologue for Hamilton instead of the Reader's Digest Cliff Notes version of the problem. You can't get your man to listen if you're just like, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm fine. They know you're not fine. You know you're not fine. And it doesn't help us on the road to how do we make this better. Um, remember that the person that you're talking to is the person that you love and someone who loves you and wants the best from you and for you. So lead with that instead of always being defensive because defensive ears don't hear nothing. Um, lead with that instead of the harsh you, you, you statements and say, when you blah, 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 I feel blah, blah, blah. I know it sounds pat, but it really, really works because it makes you boil it down to what the behaviors are. And we're focusing on the behaviors, not on the person. Focus on the behaviors so we can change the behaviors. So again, that's some of the recap of those 10 points. Um, I'll take some questions now, put them in the comments. And um, I'll try to answer them. I'm going to give you guys a few more minutes. Again, this is what you get. These are some of the things that we talk about on our podcast and on YouTube. This month's podcast is about relationships. So that fit really well with the topic that came up in the Tom Ford Barbershop Room on Clubhouse. So this will be live on Spotify tonight after I edit. I go, I release new podcasts every Wednesday usually Tuesday at midnight, Wednesday morning, um, I release the podcast. So you'll get a new podcast each week. Um, YouTube, I'm aiming to do the same each week on Wednesday. If I do another sh show like with cooking or lifestyle, that also goes on the YouTube. So you'll have access to that if you subscribe to the Dr. Carmen YouTube channel. Um, you'll have access to the lifestyle tips and tricks and food. You know, I love to cook, y'all. So all of those things, cooking, healthy living, healthy choices, as well as the psychology of it all, you know, getting you mentally healthy, physically healthy, um, emotionally healthy, so you can live your best life. And again, why am I qualified to tell you all these things? It's because I'm a psychologist. Uh, licensed psychologist in Florida. I practice in the Bradenton, Sarasota. Well, actually, since we're telehealth, all over Florida. Um, right now, um, the compact is not such that 
I can see people across states. We have to stay in our area of license. So right now we are in Florida doing telehealth 100%. And again, I see adults um, from college age all the way to seniors. And we talk about emotions, relationships, and relating to yourself better, relating to others better, improving your mood, uh, transitions, life transitions, college, well, transitioning to college, transitioning from college to work, transitioning from work to retirement, uh, kids to empty nest, all the things. So that's what I'm talking about. All right. Thank you, Kathleen. Love you too. Appreciate your support. I appreciate all of you and your support. Please let the social channels know that you appreciate the information I bring to you by putting some hearts in the comments and sharing me out. And if you do share me out um, or you uh, talk about what we talked about online, please hashtag Dr. K mind body and i would appreciate that so much i would also appreciate your subscribe subscriptions on youtube spotify anchor fm and podcasts if you do join me on itunes podcast i would also appreciate reviews and ratings let me know what topics had the most impact on you you can also drop me um, some comments and let me know what other topics you'd like to see in the mental health, emotional health realm, or other foods that you'd like me to make healthier eating options. So that's it, that's all. I do not see any questions. So I'm gonna sign off. I hope that you all will be well, be happy and be relatable. Love you, bye.